You are listening to the Eyes on Conservation podcast, episode 62. Welcome to the Eyes on Conservation podcast, where we bring you engaging conversations about wildlife conservation from all across the globe. I'm your host, Matt Podolsky. Today in the show, I am bringing you another edition of our ongoing series, From Field Biologist to Filmmaker, in which I share personal stories and lessons that I've learned along my journey to becoming a full-time wildlife filmmaker. This installment of From Field Biologist to Filmmaker will be a lesson in how to host and organize a film festival or screening event. Now, if you've been following the podcast, you probably know that Wildlands recently co-hosted the brand new Labois Film Festival here in Boise, Idaho. This event took place just over a week ago and was a resounding success. We sold out the largest and best screening venue in town, meaning that we had an audience of close to 800 people. Positive feedback from festival attendees continues to flow in, and we've already booked the theater for next year's event. But let's start at the beginning and talk about what it takes to organize and host a successful screening event. I should say that the Lebois Film Festival is not the first screening event that we've hosted here at Wild Lens. We organized numerous screening events for my first film, Scavenger Hunt, as well as for our half-hour documentary, Bluebird Man. Now, the first step towards hosting your own screening event is to select a date and find a venue. There are a number of important things to consider while making these decisions. Uh, Regarding the venue selection, you need to think realistically about how many people you have the ability to bring out to your event. Your goal should be to ensure that the venue is packed. It's better to have too many people than not enough. A screening venue that appears mostly empty is very bad. (laughs) So be realistic and think about how many folks you will really be able to bring out to your event. Obviously, this can be difficult to predict before you even begin the promotion and marketing process, but consider a few things to help you make this assessment. First, what other like-minded organizations can you reach out to in your community? Who will help you promote this event? Are there other organizations out there that are present in the film or one of the films that you're going to be screening? If so, these should be some of the first groups that you reach out to, and you may even want to talk to some folks from these potential partner organizations before booking your venue. Get a sense from these partner groups of what their support base looks like and how many people they might be able to bring out to the event. Partner organizations have been central to the success of the past few screening events that I have helped organize. When we were in the early stages of organizing our first big screening event for Bluebird Man, we reached out to the leaders of one of our key partners on the film that we had been working with since the beginning, the North American Bluebird Society. And it just so happened that they were looking for a partner group to help co-host their annual conference. Now, I won't say that we immediately jumped on board for this opportunity. It took some careful thought and deliberation, but we did ultimately decide to partner with the North American Bluebird Society and co-host their annual conference here in Boise, Idaho, under the condition that our Bluebird Man screening could be the centerpiece of the weekend-long event. 
Of course, this wasn't the only partnership that we established early on in the planning stages of this screening event. We also reached out to our two local partner groups, the Golden Eagle Audubon Society and the Intermountain Bird Observatory, both of whom are represented in the film. Once we had buy-in from all three of these partner groups, this was when we selected our screening venue. The venue that we picked seated roughly 300 people, and we estimated that our crowd that ultimately showed up at the event was around 250 folks. So we consider this to be a, a very successful screening. Now, the most recent event that I was involved with, Le Bois Film Festival, was based entirely on the establishment of a new partnership. The Land Trust of the Treasure Valley is a local, nonprofit land trust that has been hosting a film festival event for nine years running. The Land Trust was one of many nonprofit groups hosting a traveling segment of the Wild and Scenic Film Festival. And this is a long running environmental film festival located in Northern California. We were lucky enough to have our film Bluebird Man screen at the Wild and Scenic Film Festival last year, and the Land Trust then selected the film as one of the films that they wanted to screen at their local event as well. And this event was so hugely successful that it really got me thinking about the opportunity for collaboration. And a few months after that Bluebird Man screening, I approached the Land Trust with the idea of launching a brand new independent film festival here in Boise. Partnering with an existing organization that had already been hosting a film festival event for the past nine years had some huge benefits. First of all, it was very easy to assess what our audience would look like. All we had to do was look back at the previous year's Wild and Scenic Film Festival event, and we already had our venue locked down. The Land Trust had been hosting their event at the Egyptian Theater for a number of years and were pretty confident that we could fill the venue. So all of this leads to one simple conclusion. Partnerships are extremely important when organizing and hosting a screening event, whether you're screening a single film or hosting a full-blown festival. Additionally, I will say that if you are considering putting together a brand new film festival event, look around at your community and see what's already out there. Is there really a need or a desire for the type of event that you're hoping to host? Or is there an existing event that you could co-opt or become a part of in some way? After you've developed your key partnerships and selected your ideal venue, you'll need to think about timing. I would recommend giving yourself at least three months of planning time for your screening event. And the more time you have to plan, the better. With Le Bois Film Festival, we were cutting it very close by giving ourselves just under three months to do the vast majority of the planning for our event. The Land Trust of the Treasure Valley had been hosting their film festival as the Wild and Scenic Film Fest for nine years. They knew what worked and were a bit reluctant to take the risk associated with branching out on our own. The decision finally came towards the end of December that we would commit to this new idea and we were launched into full-blown planning mode at the start of the new year with our festival date locked on March 5th. Under normal circumstances, this would have been a very difficult time frame to work under. We had two months to find sponsors, do all of our marketing and promotion for the event, as well as select the films that we wanted to screen. What made this manageable was the fact that we had decided to stick to the same basic framework that the Land Trust had been working with for the past nine years. Just like in past years, the festival would be one night only and would be composed of short films only, with two roughly hour-long screening blocks. 
The actual format of the event was very similar to previous years. We were just rebranding the event as our own independent film festival. So I'm going to break down each of these three major tasks that we had in front of us and explain our approach to A, marketing and promotion, B, seeking sponsorships, and C, selecting the films to screen. We'll start with marketing promotion, since ensuring that you have an audience for your screening event is the most important piece of the puzzle. You can run a screening event without sponsors, but you can't have a festival without an audience. Now, through my experience organizing numerous numerous screening events, including a number of successful events for my first film, Scavenger Hunt, I've learned a few things about media outreach. I see the topic of marketing and promotion for a screening event as split into two categories. First is reaching your existing base of supporters and ensuring that they come out to support you or your organization at the event. Your supporter base can simply be your friends and colleagues in the community where you live. This was the only supporter base that I had when I hosted my first few screening events for Scavenger Hunt. Wild Lens had only been around for a year or so, and we had yet to build up a mailing list of supporters, so I relied heavily on my friends and colleagues for those first few screenings. We held our first few screenings for the film in Boise, Idaho, in Boston, Massachusetts, and in Ithaca, New York. And do you think it's a coincidence that these are the three cities in which I have lived over the course of my life? Certainly not. Uh, For each of these screening events, I spent quite a bit of time reaching out to friends uh, with personal messages and encouraging them to come out to each of these events. This was my support base. It, It was my starting point that ensured that we would have an audience at each of these screenings. These days, when we host an event, we have a mailing list with now over 600 email addresses and multiple social media channels, not to mention this podcast series, which we can now utilize to reach out to our support base. But this starting point uh, came from those first few screenings of my film, Scavenger Hunt. At each of those events, we collected contact information from attendees, which we are now able to utilize for a wide variety of outreach goals. Of course, partnerships play an important role in motivating a support base as well, since each partner organization that is brought on board has their own base of support. For our Bluebird Man screening, we were able to reach out to supporters of the North American Bluebird Society, as well as our local Audubon chapter and the Intermountain Bird Observatory. For Le Bois Film Fest, we had all of the contacts collected over the course of the past nine years uh, of organizing the Wild and Scenic Film Festival event. While motivating an existing support base to get out and attend a screening event is almost certainly the most important step towards ensuring that you have an audience, a central goal in hosting an event like this should be to be reaching new people as well. By introducing new people to your organization or cause with each new event, you are effectively growing your organization and improving your capacity for outreach with each screening you hold. This is one of the primary reasons that you might want to have a screening or host a film festival event in the first place. So how do you reach these new people? A well-written press release is a good first step. With a press release that tells an interesting story, a list of local media contacts, and some persistence, you should be able to get some good local media coverage for your event. Timing is key here. I've sent out press releases too early, and I've sent them out too late. 
And after much trial and error, I have found that the sweet spot for most local media outlets, at least here in Boise, seems to be about two months out from the, uh, uh, the date of your event. This gives you time to follow up with media contacts a handful of times without putting too much pressure on them to fit the story into their tight schedules. The first obstacle to overcome here is crafting a good quality press release. We could spend lots of time talking about writing styles and techniques for the press release, but I'll provide just a few tips that I've learned over the past few years. First, it has to be attention-grabbing and tell an interesting story. You need something more than just, I'm releasing my film to the public for the first time. Draw a connection to the local area where you're holding your screening and make it relevant to the focus of the media outlets that you'll be approaching. For Bluebird Man, the story was all about our main character, Al Larson, and his long-standing ties to the burning community in Boise. For Le Bois Film Festival, our story was the fact that we were bringing a brand new film festival to a town where there is a distinctive lack of independently run film events. Once you have your press release crafted, you need a list of media contacts to send it out to. If you know reporters in your local community, this should be your starting point. Someone who knows you personally is a lot more likely to actually read that press release that you send out. That said, the more people you send this out to, the better. So you'll definitely want to do some research uh, and decide which local media outlets will give you the best exposure. For Le Bois Film Fest, our main targets were the two most prominent local newspapers, as well as uh, two local radio stations. Of course, you can't just send out a press release email blast and expect all the desired media outlets to cover the story. It takes repeated follow-up emails, and sometimes having multiple people work different angles with different connections that they have with a media outlet uh, can be very helpful. In our situation with Le Bois Film Fest, we were lucky to have a team of folks composed of members of the Land Trust Board as well as our Wild Lands Board of Directors working to reach out to these various media outlets, and we were ultimately very successful. We ended up with multiple stories in both local newspapers as well as uh, uh, a story in Morning Edition on Boise State Public Radio and an extended half-hour-long interview on Boise's community radio station, Radio Boise. This was just the free media coverage that we received, however. We also wanted to have regular radio ads or underwriting messages in the terminology of public radio uh, to be airing regularly in the weeks leading up to the event. This approach was likely even more effective at reaching people than our free media. I had numerous folks tell me that they'd heard our ads on both the public and community radio stations here in Boise. And the best part about these ads is that they were very inexpensive for us. The reason that getting these ads up was so inexpensive is because when we approached the radio stations about producing and airing the ads, we offered them sponsorship benefits in exchange for a reduced cost. The ads on our local community radio station, Radio Boise, were free. We simply exchanged sponsorship benefits for the cost of producing and airing the ads. With Boise State Public Radio, we did pay a small fee, but it was substantially less than they would charge a corporate underwriter. Um, And we provided uh, sponsorship benefits to them as well at the festival event. So this leads us into our next section of discussion, which is sponsorships. 
Now, sponsorships are, as I mentioned before, uh, probably the least essential component to putting on a screening event. While you absolutely need an audience, as well as high-quality films, to screen at an event like this, uh, you can certainly run a successful screening event uh, without any sponsors. Uh, Le Bois Film Fest is actually the first screening event that I've been involved with that had a strong focus on seeking sponsorships. I simply didn't have the time or expertise when organizing screenings for Scavenger Hunt and Bluebird Man to seek out sponsors. I had, however, put quite a bit of effort into seeking sponsorships for our half-hour documentary, Bluebird Man, and the Land Trust had had great success in past years of running their Wild and Scenic screening event in acquiring sponsorships for that. So we combined our resources and put together a sponsorship packet to present to local businesses here in Boise. There were some setbacks. My collaborator from the Land Trust and the festival co-director, Whitney Bird, was leading the effort to acquire sponsorships, and she went through a stressful few weeks um, as the majority of the sponsors from the previous year's Wild and Scenic Film Festival event uh, basically shut us down. Um, Persistence, however, prevailed, and a few weeks later, we did have a lineup of sponsors that we could be proud of. So is it worth the effort to seek out sponsorships for your screening event? If you're organizing a small to medium-sized screening for a film that you've been working on, it, it may not be worth the effort. But if, like us, you're putting on a festival event with multiple film screenings, you really have to find some sponsorships. Um, and, and here's why. It's about more than just the extra money that you'll get. Uh, coming into your event from the, these sponsors. Once you set up a sponsorship packet and lay out your, spon your sponsorship donor levels, you can start exchanging services. As I mentioned earlier, this is what we did with our radio station partners. We offered them sponsorship benefits in exchange for producing and airing radio ads about our event. We did the same thing with the beer that we served at the event. It was all donated by the local brewery Woodland Empire in exchange for a sponsorship benefit at the event. The real benefit, however, kicks in when you realize that every business that agrees to become a sponsor of your event now has an inherent interest in seeing your event be successful. This means that they will almost always help you promote your screening events in the weeks leading up to the festival. These businesses should serve as a promotional focal point during that time. If they have a storefront, encourage them to advertise and talk about the event with their customers. It should be easy to get sponsors to share links via social media channels and encourage them to attend the event um, and continue talking about their connection with that event or festival afterwards by sharing pictures and thanking them via social media channels. The more buy-in you get from these sponsors, the better the chances that they'll want to be sponsors again next year. Now, we have talked about how to make sure that you have an audience and how to secure corporate sponsors for your screening event. But how do you select the film program itself? For many folks, this may be the easiest part. If you're organizing a screening specifically for a film that you've produced yourself, then you just have to make sure that you finish that film and it's ready to screen at the event. But if you're organizing a film festival or a film series like I was with Le Bois Film Festival, it's going to take some additional work to find the films that you want to show at your event. Now, every film festival has a different approach towards selecting the films that they screen. Some festivals have what is called a curated selection of films, meaning that they don't have an open call for film submissions, but instead a committee researches and selects the films that they want to screen and then reach out to those filmmakers to get the necessary permissions to screen the, those films. 
Other film festivals, however, open up submissions to the world, often advertising their film festival to filmmakers to encourage lots and lots of folks to submit their films to the event. As the person from Lavoie Film Festival who was in charge of the film submission process, I had a tricky decision to make here. I reached out to a colleague of mine, Mike Steinberg, who is the executive director of the International Wildlife Film Festival in Missoula, for some advice, and he suggested a hybrid approach. Mike stressed the need for a curated approach to ensure that we had enough high-quality films in the style that we were looking for, but he also suggested opening up submissions via an online submission portal just to see what kind of response we might get. You might be surprised by the quality of films that you see come through this submission portal, he told me. So I began a two-pronged approach. I built a submission portal for our festival on the website Film Freeway, which has become the standard for film submissions over the past couple of years, and I waited to see what the response would be. In the meantime, I began researching uh, researching films and, and making appeals to filmmakers to submit their films for consideration. I checked our submission portal a few days after our festival page went live, and I was absolutely blown away by the amount of attention that it had received. We had gotten over 50 film submissions in just the first couple of days um, on the submission portal. Of course, the vast majority of these films were clearly not a good fit for our event. Um, Most festivals impose a paywall on film submissions, so you have to pay a small fee as a filmmaker to submit your film. I had decided, however, to have the submissions be free um, for this festival, um, at least in this first year, uh, so that we could encourage more submissions. Um, And boy, did that work. (laughs) We were flooded with film submissions um, to the point that it was actually quite overwhelming. Um, Of course, after filtering out the films that, that weren't a good thematic fit for our event, we were left with quite a few very high quality and unique films to select from. These films were coming from all corners of the world and represented filmmakers that I never would have reached out to on my own. Of course, it was a lot of work going through the barrage of film submissions that we received uh, to find those few films that were a good fit. After about two months of open submissions via Film Freeway, we received almost 700 film submissions. Ultimately, about half of the films that we screened at our event came from the submission portal, while the other half were from filmmakers that I directly uh, reached out to. Another thing to consider when thinking about how to put together your film program is whether or not you will have a regional focus to your event. The most difficult component of my job as a film programmer for our Lebois Film Festival event was finding films produced here in Idaho that matched our thematic guidelines. Idaho is a big state, but not a particularly populous state, and it's not particularly well known as a filmmaking hub. Because of this fact, however, it doesn't take much to become a part of that inner circle of successful filmmakers in Idaho, and this is where I had to find the Idaho-produced films that I was seeking for our event. I talked to some fellow filmmakers here in Boise, I talked to festival directors for the few other Idaho uh, film festivals that we have uh, here in the state, Um, and everyone I talked to was was extremely friendly and, and very willing to share ideas and contacts for other filmmakers that might be a good fit. And this is how I was able to ensure that uh, seven out of the 16 films that we screened at our event were produced here in Idaho. And I must say that these local films were a huge 
hit at our event. As I explained earlier, we basically took the framework created by the Wild and Scenic Film Festival event uh, from past years and rebranded it as our own. But the most obvious difference, aside from just the name change, was the predominance of local Idaho-produced films at the festival. I heard numerous people at our event talk about how much they loved seeing the locally produced films. These folks simply had no idea that there were so many talented filmmakers here in Boise and throughout our state. This was what truly made the film festival our own, and I hope that this will set the tone for future years as we continue to host and help organize Le Bois Film Festival. Now, the final key to ensure that you have a successful screening event is effective day of organization. Having a crew of volunteers is extremely helpful on the day of a screening event. Even if you're just organizing a small screening event, it is very nice to have a group of volunteers helping sign in guests, deal with ticket sales, hand out programs, sell DVDs, t-shirts, raffle tickets, beer, or whatever else you have available for folks to purchase at your event. You should always keep in mind that as the festival organizer, you need to be free to chat with festival attendees, um, but also to answer questions that your volunteers and other helpers may have for you. One essential job that you should make sure you have a trustworthy volunteer helping you out with is your projection system. In past years of the Land Trust of the Treasure Valley's uh, Wild and Scenic Film Festival event, they had dealt with lots of issues surrounding projection. Volume levels that were too high or too low, scratch DVD screeners causing uh, the film screenings to skip around or play in the wrong sections, um, and, and numerous other uh, minor, seemingly minor logistical issues that can become a big deal on the day of the event. So one thing that we did um, on the day of our event was to run through our full festival program multiple times. This gave our projectionist and our festival MC time to practice and figure out how to read each other's cues. This turned out to be a really critical uh, stage of our preparation process. Of course, the number of volunteers that you'll need will depend on the size of your screening event, but it's always better to have too many volunteers than not enough. For Le Bois Film Fest, we decided early on that it was important for us to get college students involved and to bring them in as volunteers at the festival. This began when we hired a student intern from Boise State University to organize our street team in the weeks leading up to the event. Our intern, Nancy, turned out to be a huge help. She organized a crew of fellow student volunteers to hang posters and distribute handbills at events around town in the lead up to our festival. Nancy then took on a leadership role among our day of festival volunteers, helping train folks to do various volunteer tasks and helping Whitney and myself answer questions and direct the course of the event. In addition to our crew of volunteers from Boise State University, we also had a student contingent from another local school, the College of Idaho. In general, getting students involved provides a huge benefit because not only are they willing to provide volunteer effort on the day of the event, but they can also help promote the event on their campus in the weeks leading up to your screening. Some film festivals have collaborative relationships with local universities um, and will actually offer classes to film students that involve marketing and promoting film screenings and working with attending filmmakers to maximize their experience at the event. This is a long-term goal for us at Le Bois Film Festival, um, but getting buy-in from BSU and College of Idaho students um, was an important first step for us towards achieving that, that longer-term goal. 
So in conclusion, I will say that if you are trying to launch a film festival like I am, it's important to be thinking long-term. One of the most important goals with this first year of Lebois Film Festival was to organize an event that everyone felt was manageable and that we could call a success at the end of the day. I have lots of grand ideas for Lebois Film Festival in the coming years, but I knew that without a successful year one, none of these ideas would ever come to fruition. This is why we needed to be cautious this first year and not bite off more than we could chew. There is an important reason that we kept the event structure basically identical to what the Land Trust had done in previous years with their Wild and Scenic Film Festival event. We wanted to make sure that everyone felt comfortable, and we needed to ensure that this first year was successful. Now that we've had a hugely successful event, um, the door is open for experimentation as well as expansion uh, next year and in the years that follow. We have confidence and buy-in from the membership of the Land Trust of the Treasure Valley, as well as the larger Boise community. And we have an entire year to figure out how to improve and expand this event for next year. So I would say that the central theme of this episode is the importance of collaboration and partnerships. If you're looking to organize a screening event of any kind, partnerships are going to be a central tenant of your success. Don't be afraid to reach out to local nonprofits, local filmmakers, local businesses, local universities. And don't be afraid to reach out to me either. If you're getting started organizing a new film festival or just a screening event of your latest film, uh, give me a shout. Let me know what has been working for you or ask me a question about how I went through the process uh, of organizing the Lebois Film Festival. You can shoot me an email at Matthew, that's M-A-T-T-H-E-W, at wildlensinc.org or head on over to the show notes page where I'll post my contact information as well as a handful of relevant links. Those show notes can be found at wildlensinc.org slash EOC62. That's wildlensinc.org slash EOC62. This episode was produced by myself, your host, Matt Podolsky. Our theme music is by The Humidors. <laughs>